Hello, everybody. We are back at it after a little while. It is the Threat Last Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Dorsey, and with me, as always, is my buddy, my friend, and my pal, Kevin O'Connor. Kevin, how are you doing this week? Doing all right. That's good to hear. I hope everybody else out there is doing all right as well. Thank you for downloading the podcast. Please make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on Google Podcasts. And if you'd like to, for y'all to hit us up on our Instagram, at ThreadLads, or on our Twitter, at LastThread, and uh, drop us a line. Questions, anything at all that you had to say to us, any feedback, we love hearing from you, so email us. Listeners at ThreadLads.com. Uh, Kevin, it's been a little while since we've been able to pod... I know I said something like our last podcast. It's just a lot going on during the summer, and the same is going on. But it's good to finally be back potting with you. Um, I hope all is well. It's been two weeks since I was just down in ATL to see you and the lovely intern. And that was like a fantastic trip. Needed that so bad. Stopped off in Charleston and hit up ATL. And y'all were fantastic hosts. Uh, we really appreciate y'all having us down there. We enjoyed having you. That was fun. It was a packed, fun weekend. Hot, hot weekend. Yeah, it was but, hot uh, as shit, for sure. Yeah. But we kind of figured it was going to be hot. When we planned a trip to South Carolina and Georgia in the middle of July, we knew it was going to be hot. So like, I was like kind of prepared for that. And it, it was kind of – it was not any hotter than it was in Baltimore anyway. So it was just nice having a change of scenery – seeing a new place like i've never been to atlanta before and i have to say kevin you and the intern picked a nice city uh, i really enjoyed my time down there i was only there for like four days but the entire time i generally enjoyed myself the whole time i really enjoyed the the feel of it down there it's a little spread out a little it's spread, out. spread it's out, like, yeah. it definitely doesn't feel like any city that i've been to before especially in the united states yeah, for sure. It was a, it was tough. We probably tried to do too much, I would say, if anything. If there was one uh, negative, I think I tried to plan too much during it. But, but uh, I mean, I, I get it. Because I, I, I wanted to do too much as well. I really wanted to see what was going on out there. And you did a great job. Yeah. Well, it was good. It was We, we ate a lot. We drank a lot. Good gosh. <laughs> I mean, yeah. We ate, drank, and we, we, we were merry. We had some great food down there. Atlanta's got a banger food scene. There's just a lot to do down there. It's a nice situation going on. Lots of stuff happening all the time. The one thing I will say, given all the stuff going on all the time, and I guess some sort of influx of uh, people moving to Atlanta over like the past like decade, two decades and stuff like that. The traffic in Atlanta is kind of kind of freaking terrible. And it's yeah. like, I, I can see myself like living in Atlanta, I loved everything about it, but that traffic was kind of a nightmare. Yeah, traffic is god awful. It does not uh, <laughs> let up. I no, mean, I, I've never been on an eight lane highway before, where it's one direction and there's eight lanes and it's traffic, and it's just I, I never. I'm like, I don't even understand what's happening. How are there so much traffic if there's so much? I, I think, and uh, I got a little pushback when I mentioned it, but I think having so many lanes on a highway just causes for more bottlenecking and, and, and worse traffic, personally. Instead of yeah, I don't, disagree. 
I don't disagree, especially because of the people who just like try to whip around lanes and just like try to weave in and out, which just causes like mayhem. Yeah. You know? But who knows? I don't know what it would be like if it was only, you know, three lanes. It could be. Yeah. I don't the know. problem is there are some terrible, terrible drivers down here. So it just. Yeah, there's a lot of terrible travel drivers. There's like a, just a shit ton of drivers, too, which just yeah. makes obviously there's going to be more terrible drivers. There's just so many people on the road all the time. And anywhere you go, we went, it was just like you put it in the GPS, it's at least 20 minutes. It could be like a mile away. It's like 20 minutes at least. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, damn. Oh, yeah. But otherwise, yeah. I enjoyed everything about it. it. Had a nice flow, had a nice vibe uh atlanta so I, i'm excited to go back down there and visit y'all again i don't know when the fuck that's going to be given you know uh this delta variant and uh theta variant or lambda lambda yeah. i don't know i haven't been like um super plugged in as probably as much as i can but i know things are getting worse again uh around the country and a lot of debate back and forth all this and that i don't really know what's going on all i know is I'm a little worried to go to my fish shows tomorrow. I was very happy. Fish is finally back on the road. One of my favorite bands. Um, I love going to see. I'm going to go see with my one of our old friends, part of the thread, um, and he's the one that got me into fish. And I've been looking forward to these shows for so long. And it seems like right as I'm about to go see these shows, things are crescendoing in a way that's uh, a little unsettling. But this will probably be my last foray out into the public sphere, just given everything going on, we probably should settle it down. I'm supposed to be going to Las Vegas in September. And that seems like that just can't, I, I, I really should not be flying to Vegas in, in September. That just doesn't seem healthy. Not that like, you know, anything's going to, I don't know. It just Stuff yeah. is so hot right now. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what I can be catching, what could affect me. I'm just like, <laughs> I don't know what the hell I should be doing or what to do. <laughs> I know it's hard to tell because it's like, is it, well, it feels like we're going right back to how we were last year. So I'm trying to think of like, because I'm, I'm in the same boat. Like I'm, I'm not trying to plan anything. I'm just trying to like, whatever I'm going to be doing is going to be low key probably. But I, I just don't know. It's so hard to tell. Like, is are things about, I mean, things are clearly, I guess, on the rise to get worse. Yeah. But I mean, is it I, as worse as last year? I don't know. Yeah. But, I mean, is last it year worse, was like, because of the unvaccinated population or the, like, are we fine if we're vaccinated, but we can still pass stuff on and we might still get sick, but maybe we'll be fine or who knows with the long term <laughs> yeah i mean i don't think any of this is going on like i'm well, just yeah. like uh, thankful that it i don't have like other people really i have to worry about in my personal life like caring for other people like a kid or a, a elderly person or a person that's like uh immune uh compromised i would have no idea yeah. like what i should be doing <laughs> at all and probably just be like locked up in my house for sure i mean yeah it's crazy because i think that this new one is like additional strain is resistant to all the vaccines so it's like oh my god know. god damn <laughs> i mean god. i don't know what damn it i don't know what the hell is going on like i just don't no. i don't know man if we thought last winter was depressing this winter is about to be 
real depressing. <laughs> I know I've said it on this podcast. <laughs> I know I've said this on the podcast many times, but I remember right in the beginning of lockdown last year when it first started, like back last March or last April or whatever, I saw a meme and it was like time traveler comes back and says, you know, what year is it? And they're like, oh, 2020. And they're like, oh, the first year of the lockdown. And I'll never forget that meme because it's like it get, becomes more and more true true like every day it's just crazy it's too close it's becoming too real right now i don't i don't i don't like it i don't like it at all kevin um but you know like i was talking about you know let, let's take a quick break let's regroup i'm gonna talk about something a little bit more positive i want to talk about some of your favorite back to school memories kevin because i know kids are going back to school that's a whole other debate though Kids, I don't know if kids should be going to school. I don't know what's going on. But we're going to ignore all that right now. We're going to have a nice, fun conversation. Let's do it. How did you feel about the Olympics this past year? Did you watch a lot of it? Uh, were you really into it? I feel like I couldn't quite get into it the this way is, that I have been able to in years past. This is the least I've ever been into the Olympics since I was probably like, you know, like six years old. Like I, I could not get into it at all. And I don't know if it was like, the schedule or just like the world going on or what it was, but I like could not get into it. It didn't yeah. feel like the Olympics to me. Like yeah. normally I'm all hyped and like, I don't no, know. No, for real. And I, I, it's probably a myriad of things. Like just the fact that they're having it amidst a pandemic when shit's still like not great everywhere, especially in a lot of these countries where athletes are uh, representing from and then the whole thing just felt weird there's no fans anywhere so yeah like the big track meets and the big swimming stuff like just no fans just feels really weird um i i was at your place actually we were watching the opening ceremonies and it's all the people going around and everybody has masks on for obvious reasons for health concerns but i'm like i cannot i can't really get an attack i don't feel an attachment to any of these people any of these stories i feel like when they're all covered up and i just can't like i don't know there's just something different about that and it's also weird that they're doing that opening ceremonies with no crowd that doesn't make any yeah. sense yeah this the whole the thing, thing. did need to happen yeah really the just, whole thing it, fell off uh, yeah I, emperor, I couldn't get into it the emperor of japan right. was like uh, he wanted to cancel it but i guess the, I, there's too much money tied up and the olympic yeah committee i don't know there's a lot of sketchiness going on with that but. yeah it sounded like some bullshit i heard that too i was like <laughs> it, it just sounded not good yeah like, which i think also bridge. like because and, and how everybody knows like how kind of fucked up all the higher ups and like just the olympic how all of that stuff works i feel like t has taken out some of the joy of what the Olympics used to be as well. Like just some of that, like, I mean, there's still some of that. There's still like cool stories that are happening or during this Olympics, but I don't know. It, it still feels this, like this, this air of taintedness 
about yeah. it. And then the whole Simone thing, dude, even she's bummed out, all depressed and shit. Like, everyone's just fucking depressed. Yeah, everybody's <laughs> depressed. It's been a long <laughs> fucking year. And, like, it would be cool to have the Olympics to be an uplifting, like, escape, right. but it wasn't. All you were no. just hit with was constant reminders of how fucking yeah. everything in it the world It made me feel worse, to be honest. Out. That's all it did. Yeah. It was just, like, one eerie reminder of whatever fucking world we're living in right now and yeah it was just really hard to get into not to mention also i don't know some people seem to have problems with this maybe some others didn't but i did like just kind of following how to watch everything was a little confusing oh, like certain so stuff's confusing. on nbc certain stuff's only peacock first of all plus, nbc having NBC nine different apps oh. and and like but can you get it on the regular nbc app and what can I get when, like, why the fuck, how could they have fucked it up that bad? Yeah. Like, NBC needs to figure this shit out because that and, was way too complicated. And then I'm, like, watching uh, uh, stuff when I finally figured out that I could, like, watch stuff through the, the NBC Sports app and, like, stream it and stuff. And then I'm, like, watching something and it just, like, cuts to commercial in the middle of the competition and then comes back. And then the description that it had what's supposed to be playing is not what's playing. And I'm just, like, how... How do you not have this? Like, they, they just need to have some sort of Olympic, like, specific Olympic NBC app or something. Or just yeah. make it all on Peacock or something. And then just have, like, everything playing when, let me just pick what I want to watch when it's on. I don't I don't know what's on tape delay, what's not on tape delay. Because, like, certain stuff that, like, because of how the time difference worked, there would be stuff at 9 o'clock that they'd be, sh- like, 9 o'clock. Uh, at night that they would be showing that would be live and then there would be stuff from tape delay from the day before and i'm just like i don't know what's going on i like i'm watching something live but then i'm watching something that you have on the main nbc network but i already know what happened because how the fuck are you doing anything on tape delay in this age of immediate information like it just doesn't i don't think that works I get that you have to replay some of it because of the time difference, but putting that on like NBC at prime time when it's like, I already know what kind of, I don't know. I just think they yeah. fucked it up, which also it, added to my enjoyment of the general whole Olympics that happened this year. 100%. Yeah. I mean, that was part of it. Like I didn't even know where to watch it half the time or I was like, the MB, the Peacock app is already terrible. Like all the different <laughs> menus yeah. and like floating displays and stuff added right. on top of all that it was just yeah this, this was a rough olympic year i don't understand how all of these streaming apps for the most part kind of have really screwed up shitty interfaces that oh, are yeah. like laggy and aren't fluid at all i know netflix like had this stuff up on everybody and have been developing it earlier so there's is kind of the most fluid but i don't know there's these are millions to billion dollar companies that can't I can't functionally use in a way that any other app like in the world like works easier yeah. and then their stuff is all clunky I don't know how to find things and I don't know when like new stuff is coming and like it's like all of them Paramount Plus is oh, like yeah. that um HBO well, they all try to add their own spin to it. Yeah. And it, it just Nobody wants to copy off the shit that already right. works. So I'm like, why don't you just try to do what like fucking Netflix does and make this easier on everybody? Not try yeah, to have like do a little thing. I have like 40 different categories of things you might like, but it's like, just let me search. 
comedy yeah. or something. Like, it's ridiculous. Right. And every, yeah, everything's trying to be curated for you, but then you can't even like search for like new shit. Uh, it, it, it's, it's, a, it, it's an issue. It doesn't make, it doesn't make sense. I, I just canceled my Paramount plus. I, I got to oh, yeah. purge some of my, some of my subscriptions. Yeah. I was getting a little out of control. Yeah. Paramount. I, I was actually, I just recently canceled that one. Also, I'm probably going to cancel Peacock soon. Cause I don't really watch anything else on there anymore. Yeah, except for uh, all the Premier League games are going to be on Peacock. Yeah, I guess I'll have to reactivate that in like three weeks. Yeah, know. that's that's what I'm doing with Paramount Plus because they have all the Champions League stuff. And uh, yeah, I'm like, but I'm not really that's... watching it outside of Champions League. I don't like. I At least those are only. At least those are cheap. Those are only like five bucks a month. Whereas yeah. like Netflix is like twenty bucks a month. It's ridiculous. It is. I mean, but they got you. They got you. They, they're like the one that everybody has and like has to have at this point. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know where we're going with any of the streaming stuff. It's kind of getting out of hand. I can't. I, yeah, I just like I think the the pandemic. I got a little too carried away and subscribing to some of them. But uh, I, I, yeah, I need to. Need to But Kevin, when I was oh, yeah. watching the Olympics, <laughs> I saw a commercial for going back to school, um, and it just made me it made me a little nostalgic. I don't know if uh, you know I'm just getting to that age where uh, things mean differently. All right, like I, I'm finally realizing my age. Like when I was on vacation with some of my younger uh, nieces and nephews and stuff, I was like, oh man, I'm freaking old i don't know what the hell they're talking about i don't know any of these apps or people they're talking about all these famous people that apparently everybody like their age knows and i'm like oh I'm finally at like that age um yeah we're, we're out of touch yeah we're out of touch and nothing could be more out of touch than just like thinking of what were some of your favorite memories of like going back to school i can tell you some of my like getting a new in the new backpack with your with your initials yeah. on the back, that was like one of the best things that you could ever get, like a Jansport. Yeah, I was about, yeah, the Jansport. That was like the only part of back to school I liked was like the back to school shop. For some reason, I always yeah. enjoyed getting like new notebooks and pens and. Stuff uh, yeah, I loved getting new like folders. You know, maybe a couple gel pens. Maybe yeah, like yeah. spring for a couple gel pens that I would never really use in any like proper sense, and I would be all pumped. Like, I'm like, yeah, I'm ready to go back to school, and then like by the second week of school, I'm like, I'm done. Right. <laughs> Dude, it's like the third by like the third day, I'm like, <laughs> all pissed off, like tired, and like getting back on that routine. Yeah, because I'd spent the whole summer staying up till three in the morning, and then you know sleeping in or whatever. Right. I was like thinking oh, about some of the like things that were. A pretty big deal back in the day. Do you remember Lisa Frank folders? 
They were like kids folders and they were like psychedelic kids folders basically with like animals and stuff. I hadn't really thought about this in a while, but I was just like looking at oh, yeah. old stuff and I like yeah, looked I at that and I'm like, holy shit, that is a blast from the past that I totally forgot about. If anybody remembers anything about going to school in the 90s or early 2000s, look up Lisa Frank folders. That'll be a blast from the past for you. Um, do kids even like use folders anymore or stuff like that? I, I don't know. I don't know. I like, like is I everything just the kids just get tablets now and is everything just on computer? Yeah, I think a lot of it is. And I mean, so kids aren't using erasable pens anymore. Is that what you're telling me? Some of this stuff I used to hate though. Like I would always buy it all excited, like some of these mechanical pencils and, and pens and stuff. And I'd be yeah. like, this is so shit. And then I just end up using like a Bic. Do people are, are erasable pens still a thing? Because I kind of forgot about that too. But I remember that, like, at one point in my life, that being like the essential pen that I needed was an the erasable one. Yeah, but I feel like I never had an erasable. Nobody pen. uses erasable pens. You never used an erasable pen. Interesting. Maybe it was just. Yeah. Me. I don't know. Um, well, it makes about, sense. That, yeah. What about book socks? Do kids use book socks anymore? Do you remember? Book I socks? never use book socks. Dude. Oh, were you just like a? I bet you come off as like one of the people that just use like a paper bag. No, no like I didn't cover. use anything. I you just didn't use I didn't cover. cover. Oh man, no, I didn't cover. You got to cover that. You got to protect it. Dude, I, I took care of my books, dude. <laughs> I feel like you didn't take care of your books. I just. I do, yeah, but yeah, you pop them in the locker, you pop them out. I mean, like, I, I never understood the rough housing of the books. You know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, just getting tossed around your backpack a little bit. Um, God, remember, first of all, our school was not set up correctly so that, uh, like, you only basically had time to make, like, two locker trips at a time. So you had to carry, like, your whole fucking locker. And then teachers would be like, Are you talking about high school? Some... Yeah. Why are you carrying so many books in your backpack? I'm like, because if I, if I don't, You'll yell at me for trying to go up my locker in between classes. I think I only um, had one year where I had a centralized locker. All four years I had a centralized locker, so I never oh. experienced the issue. Because, oh. yeah, you had, like, the centralized Wheeler lockers, and then you had the, like, off in the distance. I had, the, I had Burke uh, basement, Burke. dude. Oh, yeah. I, had the, I didn't even have any classes down there. Yeah, so, and, the like, and, the, and how that whole was – the stairs over there were set up. It was, like, oh. one way too so like you had to like go down the one stairs and come back up oh yeah that sucks no i was always centralized i don't know how i always uh lucked up with that but i was always in a prime spot so i never mentioned that that i'm like six feet tall and have a bottom locker and the kid above me is like you know a freshman who's like four feet tall i was pissed i remember Uh, yeah, I, I never, I never had good lockers. I never got a good locker my whole time. I feel like I no, actually, senior year, I think I had an okay locker. Oh, nice. Yeah. But yeah, that is true. Like a lot of what I remember of being excited about going back to school is literally like just getting new stuff. Yeah, but then the actual going back to school it like wears off real quick. Wore off real quick. Oh yeah, and then the so, of all those, so all those quick. goods <laughs> did not last. Um, I remember June. June, I would always feel great because obviously summer vacation just started. July would be awesome. Then as soon as August first hit, every year I would get that little tinge of like anxiety, like 
we're coming up towards the end. And then it would, before I knew it, it'd be like mid August and you start to see those fucking bullshit back to school commercials. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's when, you know, it's then, like, Oh shit. Uh, it's coming to an end. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> I'd get this crippling stomach just like, Oh, I don't want to go back to school. Oh, uh, I see. I never got, I, I never had a crippling, year of going back to school like i still like i enjoyed people i went to school with i just yeah but didn't really yeah. like the school part well yeah that's i mean i would see all we would all see each other throughout the summer yeah that's true i mean uh good times the summer parties are the best though summer parties oh man yeah we can't talk about those in here let's take no, a quick break of the podcast this week just with our schedules everything's a little crazy but we did want to give y'all some podcasts because we hadn't talked in a while but um something i did forget to mention i did want to ask you before we did the recommendations about our traveling how long does it usually like take you to unpack a bag after like a week's trip are you somebody that as soon as you get home after being on vacation you just you immediately like you know unpack everything maybe do some laundry but just like have your bag back into its place or are you like one of those people that the the bag stays on the ground for like a week you may move a couple things here and there it takes a little while for your luggage bag to get back into its place which type of person are you when you get back from vacation now this depends on if i had a buff day or not now if i have a buff day in between the vacation all that will go in the laundry and it will be done. Now, if I don't have a buff day, that bag will be sitting there for a good week or two before I get to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it really all just kind of depends on what my situation is, I guess. Now, the, the buffer but, day is probably really key to that, to just, you know, having that energy. After a long day's travel, it's really hard to, like, just immediately do that. I did actually do that for, like, probably the first time ever. For my entire life, I've been somebody that I had the luggage bag on the ground for like you know a week or so before i fully get everything unpacked out of it and everything done but um this time was a little different i don't know why i just like got the urge and i unpacked everything and it it was a lot just it made it made a lot more sense it, it felt good to actually do that especially after a long trip we had like i never told you this but we had like a little incident when our plane, uh, getting on our plane uh, out of Atlanta into oh, what? back into Baltimore, just because when we were going to check our bags and go through like everything, um, so I booked the airplane tickets, and oh, God. <laughs> my girlfriend, her name, her first name is 
actually Janet, but her middle name is Lizzie. And uh, when I bought the airplane tickets and I put her name, I put Lizzie and like her last name. And then when we get to the thing, the guy's like, yeah. who? he's like, who's Lizzie? <laughs> and he's like looking at her ID that says oh. Elizabeth. So I used the nickname for her middle name um, as her first name. So that was a little problematic. So we had to go through this special services line that took a little while. Um, Damn. But we were able to get through and everything, and we were still able to get food and a pre-flight drink before we well, got that's good. We got you there pretty like, early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we got there real early, and, like, that time, it really needed me <laughs> all that time. <laughs> I would have been pissed, dude, if, if I was with the intern and she put my wrong name on there and we had to go through a special services line, I would have been... <laughs> furious see like you can't be furious you just have to you have to keep a level head in those situations coming you can't be one of those people freaking out at the airport oh my i wouldn't have been freaking out i just would have been upset (laughs) damn it yeah no i was pretty upset i was like oh my god i gotta remember this shit when i'm like filling out and put like yeah it's not just like someone ticket it's like a fucking airline yeah make sure i have that shit legally correct (laughs) yeah they put they take that serious it's yeah. so annoying. Also, you know what? Like, the small complaint. I feel like airports could, like, I know there's a lot going on, a lot of people going in and out. They are still a little confusing. I feel like some airports are still oh, yeah. a little confusing, and everybody, like, is walking through the airport trying to act like they know what's going on, but only some people know what's going on. Most people don't know what's going on most of the time and are just kind of like, wait, do I go in this line? Am I in the right line for this? Like, uh, do I have to show my ID now? Only my boarding pass? Like, nobody really knows what's going on for the no, most part. They switch it up all the time. Yeah. They switch it up all the time, especially the Atlanta airport. I mean, there's straight up homeless people in the Atlanta airport. Like, I mean, you get, like, begged for begged for money during the... Yeah. It's, like, that, the only airport I, I've ever experienced. But, yeah. I, I never actually the saw that in the airport, but I'll take your word. Oh, my God. Oh my god, yeah. yeah but anyway, uh, yeah. I don't understand why airports confusing as they are. But that, that that was just some other things I wanted to wrap up about the trip that I uh, hadn't shared. But yeah, luggage. Interesting. Interesting how that goes. Um, let's do our recommendations this week. And for those of you who don't know, recommendations when me and Kevin share something that we've been enjoying our lives. Could be anything. TV, movies, books magazine of some sort or quarterly um but yeah that's it the zine um kevin what is your recommendation for the people this week my recommendation is uh ted lasso season two now they are uh apple tv decided to do this uh weekly because they knew that everyone was definitely just going to binge the season and cancel their subscription if they didn't do it this way but i will say Give it a couple episodes on season three. I mean, episode three just came out on Friday. And it was one of those situations where literally in the middle of the show, I'm telling the intern about how, you know, like it just doesn't have the same feel as season one. And I don't know. And then within two minutes of me saying that it was like it hit and it was like a banger episode. It was crazy. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, I'm so wrong. I can't believe I doubted 
the show day because <laughs> you know it was just build up you know that's all it was, it was building oh, yeah up to definitely season, what's going on and a second season so. especially after the way that ted lasso just season one was such an unexpected like hit and yeah. it was like a show that came out and it's a type of show that people really needed i feel like it's a very positive feel good show for those of you that don't know it's about a soccer coach or football american football coach who basically goes over to england to become a, a soccer coach for a team over there and it's just he's just so positive uh, and everything about him that he turns everybody's life around that he comes in contact with but like it was just after in the midst of the pandemic the lockdown and everything like that show coming out i think people really responded to so it, it definitely had a lot to live up to with the season two yeah but it's uh it's turning out i think it's gonna be good it's gonna be gonna be great this episode was great nice so watch it folks <laughs> do it do it now um that's a good that's a good recommendation i i do need to get my apple plus subscription but i was just talking about purging my subscriptions but i don't i had already yeah, purged my apple. yeah i'll wait till like all the episodes are out and then i'll just yeah and just binge it, it. Yeah, that, that's yeah. probably the move because i'm definitely just going to get apple plus for like a month and then like watch that and then there's yeah, really no maybe. other good show i mean a mythic, mythic quest, quest yeah. is good i think there's season two out with that so i'll probably watch that too then. uh yeah, you can bring us that on subscription man. again um, my recommendation for the people this week is this new cookbook. I know not everybody's a cook out there, but I find this really interesting. Um, it's called the Food Lab. I was suggested to it by my my girlfriend's brother, but it it's good home cooking, but it's through like kind of a scientific lens. So it's, it's like explaining why your food is doing certain things it's like why is your chicken skin getting crispy like what is making it do that wow. like what's the best way to like get that to happen and what's the best way to cook certain types of vegetables or certain types of meats and like this guy really goes into breaking down different methods trying out the different methods telling you about like how he goes through it and what he basically comes up with as the kind of best ways to go about different things and like debunk certain myths and all sorts of stuff like that. And it's got a ton of good recipes in it as well. So I, I just really find it interesting as a person who just really likes food, knowing a little bit about the food that I'm eating, like why it's doing certain things and why things are tasty certain ways and not tasty, why certain things go with different things. So I think it's really cool. I've been really enjoying it. I've made something out of it already. I did the, like this this roasted chicken. Turned out fantastic. It was nice. a, like a Peruvian chicken that I did. It was awesome. Um, so good. the yeah, the Food Lab by Kenji Lopez Alt is a great cookbook if that's something that you're into, which not everybody is, but if you are, I suggest um but yeah Beautiful. that that's Beautiful. my recommendation for this week and i think that will do it for the podcast this week um it's been fun catching up with everybody and hopefully we can get back onto more of a normal schedule here soon but um until then we'll be coming out with these things when we can but um kevin did you have anything you wanted to say to the people before we get out of here no be safe yeah. <laughs> be safe always Gotta still use that protection.
still go out there using that mask. Um, yeah, it's a crazy, crazy world. But hopefully we will be here later to talk to y'all about it. So for Kevin O'Connor, my name is Justin Dorsey, and this has been the Threadlight Podcast. Threadlight Podcast.